Okay, internal podcast, build the mm-hmm. win. Welcome. It's us. Welcome, brothers. To the new folks, my name is Alex Horton. I am podcast producer. And uh, I'm Aaron Witt, chief executive officer at e- Buildwit. Ever heard of him? <laughs> he used to be. He used to be Buildwit. Yeah, just, and then it became uh, a company. You can follow me at Aaron Witt on Instagram at Buildwit on TikTok. If you want to get into a little bit more personal stuff with Aaron, you can follow at Witt Industries. Sure. If you want to, OnlyFans. Only. <laughs> I saw somebody had posted. I don't know where I saw it somewhere on Instagram. You know, you like how people can have like a link in bio thing where you click it and it has like a bunch of links on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And someone had put an OnlyFans button in there, but it linked to um, like uh, a Rickroll on YouTube. I'm like that's uh, hilarious. That's and the funny. only reason I clicked on it, to be fair, is I'm like, why in the would this person have an OnlyFans? <laughs> Uh, oh man, it, I, I'm all for small business. Hey, make your money how you can make uh, your money. Yeah, S- support small business entrepreneurs. I, I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anywho, shop local. <laughs> shop local. Okay. You know, think big. Shop locally. Yeah. Uh, or th- what is it? Think globally. <sighs> shop locally. Something like that. We need to be careful though, because we do actually. Are, we're starting to have formal HR called into Nikki's office all the time. So you're saying we can't reference OF in that way? Okay. So the thing with OnlyFans is it can be a lot of different things. Yeah, it's 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 been been, it's become one thing, but it can be anything. It's become well, publicly speaking, it's become one thing. I'm curious to see how like with what percentage of their business, the dollars that goes through there is that one thing. But you can use it for anything. Well, I think they tried to move away from that one thing yeah, and it didn't go and they got far. killed <laughs> and I, I mean i think it lasted a day and so they, um, they backtracked and said never mind but the the concept of it is is sound i do it's just like a this is for my fans and so i could create only fans tractor content you could that's just available to my best fans and they pay me to produce it you can I think it's very underutilized right now. Well, I think there are, there are a couple companies that do have like a similar thing for like Patreon is one mm. where like if you join my Patreon, you have access to exclusive content. And that mm. like works for some people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I think like OnlyFans. Yeah, OnlyFans. It, it is, ended up like like Tinder. You know, Tinder is known. It's a dating app. Yeah. Oh, wow. We're going to make dating easier. But it ended up just being known for one thing. Mm-hmm. I think that's what happened with OnlyFans was it was, and I have no clue, no clue why it started, but with the best of intentions, here's what we're going to go create. It was for someone's fans. And then it just became a monster. Yeah. But I was reading last night going into business and what we're doing. There's been a lot of these software companies that they try to serve the market in this way, but then the users use their product in a different way than they anticipated. And the smartest ones are the ones that roll with however the users are tending to use the product. Mm-hmm. So sometimes, as opposed to being like, no, 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 you're supposed to use it for this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, they they're 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 humble when willing enough to say, okay, we thought it was going to be this, but it actually turned into they love this e-commerce side of things, and so let's just go create Shopify. That was one of the examples. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a, a lot of these businesses that have just they've just listened to. Or, or they haven't listened to how people use it, 
because people will say, like Google, for example, people said overwhelmingly they want 30 results per page, but data suggested way overwhelmingly that it was just just 10 results per page. Mm -hmm. Because the problem with 30 results is it took just a little longer to load the page and people don't like waiting online. Mm -hmm. So people said one thing, data said the other. And so it's really a lot of times just rooted in data. How do people actually use the product and Mm -hmm. then start to gravitate to how they're utilizing it to create exactly what they're looking for? I like that idea. Um, I'll be curious to see how that approach affects um, what we're putting out there from a software perspective. I mean, obviously, like we're bringing in a, like a, a good amount of real-world experience about how would you use this product? How would you introduce this training to your team? How would you, you know, put it on an iPad and hand it to somebody? Like, what does that look like? Yes. But at some point, we're going to have like real user data and be like, hmm. And user data is far more valuable. Because yeah. it's, okay, wow, people are actually using it in this manner. And so that's what's going to be neat is like, we're going we're gonna to see that after, you know, a month, and six months, or whatever. Yeah. And be like, wow, actually, people really use it this way, which we didn't even consider. But apparently that's the way like people are wired to use it. Mm-hmm. Just like generally across the population. Yeah. Um, so I think this is going to kind of be fun to be like, here's our first version of this and be like, wow, actually people like it for this reason and want to use it this way. Cool. We'll go with that. Well, and I told, uh, I told the leadership team this yesterday was, okay, we're getting a lot of positive feedback and everybody's stoked on what we do with leaders and what training is going to do and this and that. But I also don't want to think we're smart and we have it figured out because we don't have a product in the marketplace. Mm -mm. We don't have users. We don't have revenue. So until we have those things, we don't know what the hell's going on. And even then, we won't know what the hell's going on. And if we think we do know what the hell's going on, we're going to get our asses beat. Yeah, we're going to get work. Yeah. So, okay, cool. We think we're on the right track. Okay, cool. We think we're making a product that the market is going to resonate with. However, I don't want to get so drunk on our grand romantic vision Can you for what this is going to be. we had this idea? Yeah, that we're blind to what it actually should be once people start to utilize it. Mm-hmm. Do we have a um, like a beta version start date? It should be, yeah, sometime in the next few months. It should be quick. As quickly as we can get it out. Yeah, I mean, it's that's truly the point. Yeah. Get a version out with enough content that like it has some kind of value to somebody. And 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 that's the trick is because because data is so valuable, you want to get a shittier product out into market quicker. It's more valuable to get a less polished product out onto market faster than to polish your product and, and wait and kick the can down the road, at least in the software world. Oh yeah. Now you can't go put a garbage car out into the market and then, okay, let's iterate from there. Cause there's a lot that goes into making a car and you can't adjust, but with software, it's not a physical thing. So you can adjust way faster mm-hmm. and you're after that real data and feedback as quickly as you can get it. Well, a phrase that's been tossed around a little bit that I feel like maybe not everybody totally has probably a grip on. Um, You know, you've heard Alan or people talk about an MVP. Yes. Which is the minimum viable product. And it literally is, what is the most basic version of this that does the thing we say it's going to do? The funny thing about an MVP or publishing something that you're potentially embarrassed by is that it's somewhat against how we're trained as human beings. Mm -hmm. Because you don't get rewarded in school for handing something in that sucks. 
right? You're, you're trained your whole life to go get A's and make sure everything's perfect. And you don't want to be embarrassed by something that's not completely done. And social media has exacerbated it by you just want to put your best self out there and filters and, and you want to curate what people see and share the highlight reel and this and that. So it's really working against a lot of how you've been trained as mm-hmm. a human mind. And, uh, but that's, I think that's a good thing because that's opportunity. If most people are going in one direction, you go in the other, there's your opportunity. Are you saying build with oh. is trying to zag when a lot of people are zigging? Uh, yeah. Okay. We are, we're, we're zaggers, man. I thought I was hoping you'd say zaggers. <laughs> I'm like, that's not a word, but we're definitely going to be that. <laughs> okay. So that is uh internal podcast for today. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. <laughs> Good job, everybody. Uh, so Aaron and I are at the studio right now. It is a winter wonderland outside. Yeah. yeah. Um, Nashville does not know what to do with snow. Um, I grew up in Ohio. So like, and Matt Biddle can attest to this. Like you just drive to school in this, like when you're in high school, like it just doesn't matter. Um, but there's some kind of like, I feel like we're the only people in the building. Like probably. Yeah, I didn't whole, see anybody downstairs. Even the construction site next door is closed down. Yeah. Plenty of parking here today. Yeah. That's great. We're working on that. Yeah. We're work in progress. Okay. Okay. We're getting some dedicated space. Ooh. On the road or in like a lot? In the parking lot okay. across the street. Got it. Um, I was, uh, that's funny that you say that. I was thinking about that um, when we had the team meeting. Was that like eventually, I mean, this is like, that was like a sample version of what hiring, doubling our team looks like. It's like, we just, there is nowhere for anybody to go. Yeah. And so, um, cool that that's on its way. Yes. Well, the, the parking wasn't a problem. It was chilling until the construction kicked yeah, off and next then they door. Take up so much. And then, well, but they have their own damn parking lot too. There's a, a whole construction parking lot. I think a lot of them don't want to park in the dirt. I know, <laughs> which, which is super annoying. It's like, just go, go where they have you set up to park so that we can at least park out in front of our building. I feel like stupid construction. If they're workers. taking our parking spots, I feel like we should be able to like go order lunch from the lunch truck up there. No, Probably we to- could. We could. Yeah, yeah. I walk past it every morning when I'm going to get coffee. Now, it looks so good. So correct. good. I wonder, and maybe you can speak to this. When those sorts of things are on construction sites, that truck is not connected to the company at all they're it's just not, like it's i not see sanctioned it. i see an opportunity i'm gonna roll up yeah and they're usually they're usually like immigrant type sure. families that they move to the united states go buy at least the ones out here you know one of them's a minivan the other one's just a piece of shit ford truck which now is worth a hundred thousand dollars these days with yeah used <laughs> truck prices eric jumper um and they just make dank food and here you go have you seen that red one around here? No. Somebody's parking like a, a big red conversion van that's got like a big generator on the back and like an AC on the top, like bent, mm. and they're cooking in there. And I, I've never seen anybody in it, but I see it like driving around in the neighborhood or I'll see it park. Really? And there's like, a, there's a kitchen in there. And so I'm curious, I'm like, what do you do? Where do you park? Sometimes. What is this about? That unsanctioned food, man. Let me tell you. It is yummy. You are correct. The, the, the less fancy the delivery vehicle is, 
Generally, the more delicious it is. Yeah, if you're buying tamales out of the back of minivan, those Elite. are going to be... You're going to buy 100. <laughs> those are going to be world-class. But I, that's an opportunity is if I were to... If I ran a construction company, if I would hire someone, I would buy a food truck, I would hire someone full-time to drive around my job sites and provide healthy food mm-hmm. for people in their lunch daily. I think that would be money very well spent taking care of people because these guys, they don't have time to really prepare anything all that good. And they go out and get some gas station burrito. They're just eating trash for breakfast, lunch, probably dinner as well. Mm. Maybe they're old ladies back home cooking them up a salad, but I highly doubt that. Mm -hmm. So they're just eating garbage. Just, and I say old lady, that's just, I'm throwing out industry terminology here. Um, uh, but if I like, it's as far as taking care of my people, something I, I think is a no brainer would be have a food truck, cook good food, but healthy, healthy food and pay for it. Have the company pay for it. Mm-hmm. You're not going to have a retention problem. That's an interesting point because I feel like in addition to not having the time to like prepare something and, you know, in the morning before you go to work, whatever, there's also the issue of like, they don't often have time to like eat either. You remember Garrett was talking about, he's like, I don't take a a lunch break. I was just like, might have a sandwich in the cab with me and eat it while I have pulled up to a pile of dirt. You know, it's like, there's no time. It's just like, well, you you eat it because you need fuel to finish the job. Yeah. Um, I think that's pretty fascinating, like, thing that I'm sure nobody is doing. I've, I've never seen it done, but yeah. after walking past these lunch trucks enough and everybody goes out there to eat every morning and they're just, it's good food, but I mean, it's probably a 2000 calorie meal. Mm-hmm. Like you're eating your entire day's worth of calories, a normal person day's worth of calories at 9am. They're probably also <laughs> burning 2,500 calories. Well, yeah, but you, you, yeah, you look at a lot of construction guys, they're, you know, they're, they're, their intake is higher they're than they're just fine. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, and, and sure you're a laborer, if you're a laborer or you're, you know, throwing rebar like they are next door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you're sitting in cab of an excavator all day, it's true. you're not burning calories. <laughs> you're, you're not. So I think, and then to incentivize guys to just eat better, I think making, uh, having the company pay for it daily is, I think you could make the dollars work. Mm-hmm. I oftentimes have a lot of wishful thinking from where the industry should go, but, and maybe the dollars wouldn't work out, but I think I could make them work out. Sure. Well, I mean, like anything else, when you invest in your team, um, it's an investment. Like it doesn't, you know, however you want to invest. Yeah. And a physical job like that, like construction is, it's, you know, food is fuel. So if I could give just one meal, they could eat garbage for breakfast, garbage for dinner. (laughs) If I could just provide them with one good solid meal, of just good fuel. It's a cool idea. My people are better off. I like it. Um, one thing that I have been thinking about um, this morning, um, you are about to hit the road for a while mm-hmm. in a number of ways. Yeah. Um, when you have kind of, I, mean, I know this, these trips are not all like totally back to back. Like you do have a day here. Yeah, I have a whole day I have a, here. I have a whole day. Yeah, you have basically just like single days here between trips. <laughs> a whole day in between getting back from Dubai and going to Ohio. <laughs> yeah. Huge difference, turns out, between oh, the two. Oh, wow. I'm going to be so well rested. Yeah. Um, so w- when you have a, a lot of trips lined up like this that are certainly going to be high um, 
high energy and going to take a lot from you. How do you approach that in regards to like the rest of your job? What do you mean? Well, you, you were talking the other day about it's hard to like meet up with, you know, people who live in towns that you're going to see a job site at because you're like, I already booked it so tight. And when I get home, oh, I just have to do, home, my, do my, do day my other job. job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, when you, especially in like this kind of phase that we're in, that's, I guess, you know, you've, you've been working on the deal up to December, but now we're like doing something with that, that money in, yeah. a, in a way. Do you, how do you feel like you have to attack your day job while you're doing these really long trips? Any different? So there's, there's two components here. It's one, it's just, but there, there's, the, there's three components here. Mm-hmm. At least initially just thinking about it. One, this is what I signed up for. Sure. And I am, I'm going on 27 years old in February. I am young. I have a lot of energy. I can just go, I can just go flat out and it's exhausting, but that's what life is for. It's meant to be lived. It's meant to just every single day, wring the damn rag out. And if you're not just wringing it out and I get rest, relaxation, I, I, there's a place for that too. But I think there's a lot of value in just absolutely when you hit the pillow, you're just done. You're just fucking done. And those are the kind of days I have when I'm traveling, like a gnarly schedule like this. Mm-hmm. It's just, you're just, you're just wringing it out. Like you're doing your job and then you're getting home and, oh, it's not time to go kick it at the pool at the hotel. It's time to work more. So there's that. There's, I, you know, a year ago, it got to a point where I just need help. So that's why I hired Jessica. Because I need someone always back home, just making sure my life is is going still while the day-to-day I'm away. still happens. Yes. Yeah. So I'm I'm leveraging the skill sets of other individuals to help make my life a little bit more streamlined so mm-hmm. I don't come back to a burning pile of trash. Sure. Which has been an absolute lifesaver. And then <clears throat> we've talked about this and this is the only reason why I can do it, but I have somebody like Dan and then Randy now, they're operating the business when I'm away. I have someone that I don't need to check up on. I just wholeheartedly trust that can step in wherever I'm absent and can make things happen. And that's the value of having someone else that even if you don't want to go, if you want to go move up, that's just by default, you need that. You need that person that's going to replace you, mm-hmm. and you're not moving up until you have that person. And as we get bigger and bigger, that's only going to become more and more important. Don't think you're going to get any kind of promotion whatsoever if you don't have someone to go take your place. That's one, and that's your responsibility, not my responsibility. Yeah, that's your job. Two, you want to go take a week off without your phone ringing off the hook? You want to just go kick it with your family? Great. Make sure someone else can go step in for you when you're gone. It's a really good feeling when you can just step away for a week and not actually have to worry about work and yeah. not actually have to be stressed out. I'm not stressed out to go on this trip, Saudi. I'm not stressed out because I know shit's taken care of back home. And that's where ideally everybody within the organization, that's where you need to strive to be. And it's psychologically challenging at first. It's less so for me because I'm younger, less work experience, but you do have to trust people. You do have to wholeheartedly trust human beings. You mm-hmm. do have to wholeheartedly give them everything you need to know. It, they, that, that you know. You do have to be vulnerable. 
you do have to, you know, be quite exposed. Like for Jessica, for example, if Jessica were to disappear tomorrow, I, it would be a serious pickle. Yeah. A serious pickle because I am to the point where I'm quite vulnerable. I have trusted a large portion of my life to this one individual. That's very valuable, but I need to do that. I don't have a choice. I need to be that, that vulnerable. Mm -hmm. I need to be that trusting. I need to say, Hey, here you go. This is, this is yours. This is not my area anymore, even though it's my life. And the result is I can go halfway across the world, have a, a business that's hiring 20 people this month and not be worried about it. Yeah. I'll still be thinking about it. I'll still be checking in this and that, but I'm not stressed out to go do it. When you go like to Saudi Arabia, for example, I mean, you're not even like on our time at all. Like your operating hours are obviously so different from where we'll be back yeah, here. I think I'll be eight hours ahead. So it's not that bad. It's not Australia or China. But you're not really working at the same time as anybody either. No. Um, do you, is there anything that like you can't pass off that is vital over just like one week away? Or is it just like everybody's got everything handled, I'll weigh in where I can kind of I thing? I mean, there's, I'll, and that's where like not everything's passed off. So that's where, you know, you come home and you just, Deal with what you got to yeah, deal you with. Deal with you, whatever I have to deal yeah. with. Yeah. Um, but that's where it's like if some if something needs to happen urgently and it needs to happen during these business hours, I can go to Jessica. I can go to Dan. I can go to Randy. I can go to Lori. I can go to Jake. I have a lot of people I can go to that are supporting me. Mm -hmm. That's where again, no matter where you're at within the organization, everybody within the organization, if you don't have that, that's a problem. No matter what you want to do in your career, if you want to go excel, that's a problem. If you want to kick it and be the best you can in your job, that's a problem. It's a problem no matter where you sit. Yeah. If you're, if you're junior, you don't know what you're doing, still a problem. I mean, it's, it's just, you need other people there to support you. And it's possible to not have it, mm -hmm. but not here. That's not how we operate. And it's just not a good way to live. Is there anything that, feels like it's like next up on the docket that you need to like move off of. Like stop doing? Yeah. Last year was a big year in that regard for doing stuff. Because you were still doing all of it at the beginning of the year. I'm doing the stuff I want to be doing now and yeah. I need to be doing. So I don't do a whole lot that is actually a, chore to me these days. I like, I love doing the podcast. I love doing the vlog. I love traveling. And then I was even questioning traveling, um, you know, with how much is going on with the business. Should I be on the road this much? The answer is yes, because that's what our business needs. That's how we're pushing our brand forward. That's how we're continuing to connect with the people of the industry. That's how we're building this enormous network that we're going to need to lean on to go grow the software and everything. So it aligns perfectly with where we need to go. So mm -hmm. I need to be out more. Um, I need to push even further. So no, there's, I don't have a lot that I do that I don't want to do. Yeah. And I mean, I think one thing that, well, this is something that I've been thinking about recently. You are still primarily maybe exclusively the face of the business in terms of like the person that people think of when they think of build with. Yeah. Which is, 
I mean, that's how we got here in a lot of ways because it was just you for a while. Um, but I think one thing that I really hope for this year is that we, we find ways to, um, like you, you were saying, kind of like develop like the personal brand for as much of our team as possible so that when people think of build with, they think of like this group of mm-hmm. people. It's like, you know, oh yeah, you know, Lori does this thing or Benjamin does this thing or whatever it is. But that like when people think of build with and they see other people, they're not like, well, who's that person? Because all I know of build with is Aaron. I think that like would relieve some pressure on the pressure that gets put on your personal brand in a way. Um, but I also think that that probably just would serve build with a little bit better as we, um, you know, continue to separate your personal brand from build with a little bit. It, it helps build with, but the way I look at personal branding is it helps every individual here before it helps build with. Sure. I'm telling, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, we live in 2022. Now this is a world in which your personal brand matters and it is only going in one direction no matter where you want to go in the business. If you want to be as valuable as possible to build with, the bigger your personal brand, the more valuable you are. Mm-hmm. It, is, it is not entirely, your value is not your personal brand, but it certainly helps. It certainly helps. And then if you want to go do something completely different in, in your career down the road, you have this great personal brand to lean on, done. If you want to go excel at this hobby of yours, like I've talked about Claire, for example, she has this this hobby, this side business that is doing fantastically well that she can't fully you know, staff up accordingly because it's just so many people want her work because of her personal brand. Yeah, It's just personal brand is so, so valuable. So, and even for your friends and family, mm-hmm. I'll go talk with my friends. That's what they talk about. They've been following along with me for years. Like even my mom, my mom's been following along and so my personal brand, this brand and bringing people along, it's valuable for my mom, for my dad, for my brother, for my sister, for my friends, because it, it just, they're just along for the ride and they feel this level of connection to me that wouldn't exist otherwise. So part, like brand is, is so valuable. I just across the board, mm-hmm. so I, I, I cannot, I cannot understate that. I cannot understate that. I watched a, uh, I guess I listened to an interview yesterday. It was with the head coach of the Toronto Raptors. His name's Nick Nurse in the NBA. And um, on the podcast, they were asking him, like, what, you know, is your approach to coaching? As, you know, you know he's got all these assistant coaches and associate head coaches, whatever. But he, he drives, like, that culture of, of how they coach the team. And he said, number one is we, we coach winning. We build in a winning atmosphere. He's like, but 1A, which we really believe is just as important, is we want to increase everyone's market value independent of this. Mm-hmm. And he's just saying, he's like, that can look like, you know, the 15th guy can become the ninth guy on the bench. The ninth guy can become the sixth man on the bench, or whatever that is. Um, and like immediately after I watched it, I sent the clip of it to, um, we've got a, a marketing team back channel that's just the people who work with Skylar. And I just like couldn't stop thinking about it. Cause like, that's like the exact thing we've like been talking about. It's like, we can develop each other. Um, so that like, you know, our, our market value increases, but like what we're building here is so good. We don't want to leave anyway. Yeah. But, but even if you do leave, 
Exactly. It's just like, like the real, the real value of BuildWit is let's just try to create as many 3X people as we can. Mm -hmm. And we're going to start soon a series on values. And I spent a lot of time, wrote 20 pages on values over the break. That's where my mind's been at. Love it. It's 20 pages. Yeah. It's pretty substantial or 15 or it's, it's a sizable document. Was that about like each value or just the each, values? Each value okay. and just taking the current description and multiplying it by 10 and mm-hmm. just making it a lot more dynamic and including a good example of that value being carried out within our business and a bad example mm-hmm. of that value not being carrying out within cool. our business. But that's where if we just develop 3X people, we're just good to go. We're just good to go. Our business is going to be fed. And then if those people go elsewhere in the community, we're still winning. They're still winning. Like the more people we can develop into 3X people. And I believe a 3X person is someone that is operating according to their natural gifts and abilities, and then taking those natural gifts and abilities and talents and developing them into real skills. They're just very aligned in whatever they're doing with who they are and and what they're just naturally gifted at. Mm -hmm. And you create a really special individual if you're able to do that. And it's, it, it takes two to, two to tango. You know, you have a business that creates the opportunity in the first place, and then it's the individual's responsibility to develop themselves into that 3X person and to go help other people develop themselves, spot their talents and abilities. And uh, someone young and, you know, early on in their career, they probably don't know what the hell they're talented at. It could be something like, you know, like, like audio, for example, something tangible, or it could be they're just good at speaking and writing, or they're just, they're just unbelievably creative. How can we channel that into, into an actual career yeah. and align and give them a piece of making the dirt world a better place that's aligned with who they are as an individual? And isn't it funny that there are some companies that just don't think about that development aspect? It, and it's, it's crazy because then you have this unbelievable potential and this unbelievable store of human capital that you're not even touching. Mm-hmm. You're not even touching. And that's where that 3X factor comes into play. Most of those companies are just, they're just operating at that 1X level. They're just, they're just people yeah. and just doing a job. But if you, if you really develop people and really get them into positions that, that align so purely with their gifts, talents, abilities, develop them into skills, they become three times more valuable than that average person that they potentially might have been at their last job. Yeah. Everybody's better off. It's just a win, win, win across the board. That individual wins because they're way more aligned with who they should be or what they should be doing and who they are. The business wins because now our people, we can operate three times more effectively than an average business can. The community wins because that individual goes out and helps the community is a better spouse, is a better parent. Now, if the business is winning, then we're furthering our mission. So now the dirt world's winning. Everybody wins. Mm-hmm. There's a, I guess you could call it a LinkedIn meme at this point, but it's like a post that goes around every once in a while. And it might be a screenshot at this point, but it's basically like from the point of view of a company that fears um, if we invest and spend the money on these people to develop them and they leave, then we just had a major loss. You know, we, that money was wasted. And then like the person like flips it on its head and say, what if you don't spend that money and they stay? Yeah. I think it was, might've originally been Henry Ford or, and then it's been attributed to Richard Branson. It's or, like been all over the place. It's been attributed to a bunch of different 
successful people, but that's a good thing because it means, yeah, what if, what if I don't train them and they stay? It's, it's, it, but, but even if they leave, you're winning. You're winning even if they leave because now you have that 3X person going out into the community and they don't forget BuildWit. They don't forget what we're, now they're a fan of us in a different part of the world. And now they can grow what we're doing in a different part of the world. Or now they're just a better parent. And they're just going to raise three kids that are better off than they would have been had they not be here. That's a win. That's an enormous, enormous win. Mm-hmm. An enormous win. Like one of the coolest things I can hear as the guy that started this thing was, I have so much better of a relationship with my, my wife or husband. And I just, I'm just a, a much better parent. That's fucking cool. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. So cool. That's a game changer, man. Do we do it perfectly? Absolutely. No, not even close. Not even close. But we're, we're doing our best. And like I said, it's a 50-50 split. So we're, we're, I'm telling you, we're really doing our best. This is where a majority of my mental time is spent right now. Like I said, I just spent my whole break working on values because I want to. Mm-hmm. I wasn't, wasn't working, wasn't doing day-to-day, just doing stuff that I just love to do, yeah. which is just writing about values. For you, that could be painting. I don't know. But <clears throat> it takes two. So if you're in a position right now that you know, hey, this has been good, and maybe this is what I was hired for, but I'm just kind of burnt out. Like this just isn't really what I'm jiving with anymore. And I think I've been working with, with this group and, oh man, that's been really cool. And I'm really excited. How do I get more into that? It's your fucking responsibility to go talk to someone about it. And, and it's not, you know, to go complain or anything like this or, uh, you know, be the victim or there's, there's a dichotomy here. So you need to be, you know, make sure you're excelling where you're at before you start to, Hey, no, I, I'm not really feeling it, but maybe you're hired as, you know, one position, you do a great job for six months, but it's clear that, Hey, I want to go elsewhere and I'm just getting a little burnt out. Let's talk about that before you get burnt out and leave Mm -hmm. and have to go somewhere else. Let's have a discussion about it. Let's get you there. I am incentivized to get you to where you are most aligned because then you will be inspired, far more productive and just a better 3X human to be around in general. Like the business is incentivized to get you into a position that truly aligns with who you are as an individual. But that's on you to communicate. That's on you. We can provide the opportunities, but it's on the individual to seize those opportunities and to communicate that, hey, this is, I'm doing this. And if I need to do it for another year, I will hit it out of the park. But I know for sure that this does not align with what I am truly good at. I have learned that here over the past six months. I know I was hired for this, but this is where I want to go. We're never going to say, no, sorry, we hired you for this. You need to stay there. And if we do say that, Slap whoever says it to you. Don't actually slap them, but that's a problem. It's been kind of it's been kind of exciting for me to see, um, you know, a handful of people post like their new job title on LinkedIn or whatever because it's like, oh, cool, you're moving into this other thing that like you're clearly doing that for a reason. And it's probably because you feel like you'd be better utilized there, and the other people you work with would feel like that's where you could you know excel even more. Um, and so I'm, that's only going to happen more here. Uh, well, as we scale, all of this is going to happen more and more. Yeah. And then to anybody leading anybody, one of your biggest, your job is to be watching your people 
and maybe they can't identify what they're strong at and what they're not necessarily strong at, that's your, that's your job too. Just watch them. What do they really resonate with? What do they excel at? Maybe it's something that has nothing to do with what you hired. Mm-hmm. It's your job to get them closer and closer and closer to where they should be, even if that hurts you, even if that hurts your team, even if that sets you back, if it pushes that individual forward closer to being 3X, helps out another team, I'm telling you, your team is going to be better off at the end of the day. Well, the pain of that is short term. It's short term, but psychology, human yeah. nature, you want to hoard, you want to keep your resources. If you want to, if you have great people, you want to keep them tight because I've poured so much into these people. They're so great. We're doing such a good job. But if that person should go elsewhere, that's your responsibility to push them elsewhere. Yeah. And if you're not, that's a problem. Love that. Cool. Well, I think that is probably a build with internal podcast. Second of 2022. That's it, huh? That's it, man. We even talk about much. Not much. We hit, you know, a couple things. We're at 39 minutes. Okay. Give or take. Do we have any questions? Not this week. What the hell? Okay. Well, if anybody has internal questions, send them to Alex at buildwit.com. Alex build.com. Uh I think we should just say it every episode. Ask anything. Yeah, please. If you want it to be anonymous, just tell Alex. Keep it anonymous. But please ask things that you're wondering or have us explain things. Whatever it is, let's hear it because transparency wins. That's the only way we improve as an organization. So anything you got, Alex. Yes, thank you. Okay, everybody. Thanks for listening. See you in the next one. Stay dirty, maybe. Yes. Yes.